Hello, everyone. This is Jay Dobbins, your host of the Marvel DC Universe Fan Club, and I'll be doing my review on Venom, starring Tom Hardy, Riz Ahmed, and Michelle Williams. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the Venom film, I strongly advise you not to listen to this episode. You have been warned. While exploring space for new habitable worlds, a probe belonging to Bioengineering Corporation Life Foundation discovers a comet covered by symbiotic life forms. Uh, they bring four samples back to Earth, but once uh, but one escapes and causes the ship to crash in Malaysia, the Life Foundation recovers the other three and transports them to their research facility in San Francisco, where uh, CEO uh, Carlton Drake, uh, played by uh, Riz Ahmad, uh, learns that the symbiotes cannot survive without oxygen-breathing hosts, which often uh, reject the symbiosis. Investigative journalist Eddie Brock, played by Tom Hardy, uh, reads about Drake's uh, human trials in a classified document in the possession of his fiance and Wig, played by Michelle Williams, an attorney involved in preparing a lawsuit defense for Life Foundation. Brock uh, confronts Drake, leading to uh, both uh, Brock and Wig losing their jobs. Wig ends their relationship, of course. So six months later, Drake is getting closer to achieving uh, successful uh, symbiosis. Brock is uh, approached by um, Dora Skirth, one of Drake's scientists, who disagrees with his methods and wants to help Brock expose him, of course. Um, she helps Brock into the research facility to search for evidence. And he learns that his acquaintance, sorry, that an acquaintance of his, a homeless woman uh, named Maria, has become one of Drake's test subjects. Brock, Brock attempts to rescue Maria, but she attacks him, and a symbiote possessing her transfers from her body to his, leaving her dead. Brock escapes, but he soon begins displaying um, symptoms and reaches out to uh, Wig for help. Her new boyfriend, Dr. Dan Lewis, examines Brock and discovers the symbiote. Meanwhile, Drake executes uh, Skirth for her betrayal by exposing her to the remaining uh, symbiote, which ultimately dies. Uh, this leaves the symbiote inside Brock as the only known surviving specimen. Uh, Drake sends mercenaries to retrieve the symbiote from Brock, but it takes over Brock's body and transforms him into a monstrous creature that fights, that fights off the attackers. Taking shelter outside the city, the symbiote communicates with Brock and introduces itself as Venom. It explains that the comet is an invasion force, 
searching for new worlds where the symbiotes can possess, sorry, possess and devour the inhabitants. Venom offers to spell Brock and offers to spare Brock if he helps the symbiotes achieve their goal. And Brock soon comes to enjoy the superhuman attributes that the symbiote gives him. Brock breaks into his old workplace to turn in evidence of Drake's crimes. But he is surrounded by SWAT officers on the way out and transforms once again to escape. Um, Wade witnesses this transformation and takes Brock back to Lewis's office, where they reveal to Brock that the symbiote is slowly rotting his internal organs. Um, Brock also admits that the symbiote has two weaknesses. High-pitched noises, which is, of course, witnessed, which, of course, has been proven in the comic books and also witnessed in the Spider-Man animated series. So, oh, and also in the Spider-Man 3 film. So anything like loud noises like, like, uh, like the bell, for example, or... I'm trying to think of another high frequency noise. Uh, it has to be very loud, you know, or you know, like a rocket, like if you know, like if they're near a rocket or whatever, and you know, it's very loud too. You know, you know, that could also weaken the symbiote, but you know, mainly bells and other high frequency noises. Like, you know, like from electronic devices or whatever. Um, let's see. But yeah, and also fire. So those are the two weaknesses that the symbiote has. So high-pitched noises and, of course, fire. But anyway, back, moving on. Um, back to the, you know, review. Although the, symbiote, although the symbiote claims the organ damage is a fixable part of, the, of their symbiosis, Brock uses an MRI to weaken the symbiote long enough to separate from it. He is then captured by Drake's men, of course. So meanwhile, the fourth symbiote, Riot, makes his way from Malaysia to San Francisco by hopping from body to body, then bonds with Drake, who agrees to take Riot in a Life Foundation space probe to collect the rest of the symbiotes and bring them to Earth. Wade reluctantly bonds with Venom, which, you know, she becomes she becomes she venom. So that's, you know, her little she venom part is temporary. So but yeah, um so yeah. She she bonds with Venom so they could free Brock. Um when Brock and Venom are bonded again, because Wade kissed uh, Brock, transferring the symbiote from her body to him. So, but anyway, uh, once they bond again, the latter the latter states that he has been convinced to help protect the Earth from his kind through his interactions with Brock. And the pair attempt to stop Riot and Drake with Wade's help. 
Phantom damage, damages the probe, the probe as it takes off, causing it to explode and kill both Riot and Drake. Wade, uh, Wayne believes that, sorry, Wade, not Wade, Wayne, um, believes that Brock is no longer bonded with Venom after this, and that the symbiote also died in the explosion. However, the pair remain secretly bonded and set out to protect the city by killing criminals. And an example, and I can give you an example. The guy from the the guy from the uh, the guy the guy who was robbing the, the Mrs. Chin's uh, store, you know, for protection money. So she would, you know, he would point a gun at her demanding the protection money, that type of thing. So, yeah, he, you know, he will be a good example because he did it once before in the beginning. And then later on, when Brock's present, you know, with Venom, he later on intervenes, stopping the robber from taking Mrs. Chin's, you know, money for, you know, for protection. So he pretty much, you know, Venom pretty much devours the criminal, the robber, of course. So. And then he's like, oh, yeah, uh, I have a parasite, pretty much. And I miss Chin. You know, some, a lot of people thought that was pretty funny. But uh, anyway, so, um, oh, by the way, Stan Lee did make a cameo later on, at, at pretty much in the end of the film. You know, he was the elderly man walking his uh, miniature dog, so, which I thought was cute. Venom was talking about eating it. He's like, no, and Brock was like, no, no, don't eat the dog. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that you know that pretty much ends the movie. But then there was, uh, you know, Brock also returns to journal- journalism, and uh, in the in a mid credit scene, he is invited to interview incarcerated serial killer Cleus Cassidy, who is played by, of course, Woody Harrelson. Which, according to Entertainment News, he was mentioned to be in the film, but people were wondering, where's Woody Harrelson? So we were thinking, okay, he's probably going to be in the post credit scene, so I did stick around for that. But anyway, um, yeah, like in the post credit scene, he, uh, Brock, goes to the prison where uh, Cassidy is held to interview him, of course. So when he interviews him, you know, he, of course, he tells Brock that when he gets out, and he will, there will be carnage. So that was pretty much Easter egg. Because that, you know, now because people know, you know, if you haven't read the comic books, you know that Cletus Carnage is, I'm sorry, Cletus Cassidy is carnage. So, uh, I don't, the symbiote probably hadn't found him yet, or it bonded with him without him knowing. I don't know. But I guess we're going to find out later on during the Venom sequels. So, but um, anyway, I would like to give, I mean, I'm going to give the movie a 9 out of 10, pretty much. And um, let me explain why. Um, one, it wasn't, like, long enough. If they could, you know, Riot wasn't, like, in the movie for very long. but I figure if they may if they put like maybe 
I say 18 more minutes, you know, because I think it was like 100 and so I think it was like 112 minutes pretty much long. But if it could have made it like, you know, give it a little 18 more minutes or whatever, you know, use some of that footage to put Riot in, you know, in there for just a little while longer, it would have been, it would have been great. But other than that, you know, the writing was good. You know, I like the special effects. Um, I do like, I did like the, uh, I like the cast. And I thought that Tom Hardy was uh, perfect for the role of Eddie Brock slash Venom. Um, you know, it would have been nice if they had put um, Peter Parker in the cameo, like Tom Holland's Peter Parker, you know, into the cameo. That would have been great. At least we would know that, okay, Tom Holland is somehow still connected to the Sony Marvel Universe or whatever, since, you know, Sony does own rights to Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be great. You know, I mean, the director said he's trying to put Tom Holland into the Venom movies. So hopefully, you know, they might put him in the uh, third one at least. I'm not really sure. But um, also, you know, Venom didn't have the spider symbol. So I'm guessing he probably is not going to have that yet until he crossed paths with Spider-Man or Peter Parker. And, you know, say say he does cross paths with Spider-Man, he looks at his symbol and he's thinking, okay, this will look good on me. The, the symbiote can do a lot of things, more than you know. So um, I guess he could create his own spider symbol, you know, be like, hey, this will look great. I think that'll be a perfect time to have the spider symbol on Venom. But um, let's see. Other things like, okay, um, uh, what else? Uh, I guess he doesn't have, like, the kind of spider agility that Spider-Man has. But, you know, I mean, they said it was a standalone film, but, you know, But I guess they're going to do more, you know. I haven't heard about any other Venom films, though, but I will talk about um, Tom Hardy, you know, signing a contract for two more Venom films. I'll talk about that later on sometime before the year's over, you know. But um, anyway, you know, Special effects was good. The writing was good. The cinematography was excellent. Um, the cast was good. They picked the right guy for the for the role. They could have done you know a little bit more. Um, I heard that all of the good stuff that Tom Hardy wanted was not in the film. So I guess that's why you know we wanted. I wanted to know what was the other what was the good stuff that they didn't put in. You know maybe that will probably be in deleted scenes or something like that. But. Um, Other than that, I, uh, actually, I do like how they base the the film on the um the uh what else um yeah okay also there was the part where okay we could um yeah I like how they based the comic book on I mean they based the movie on the Venom Lethal Protector series so um I like how they did that so. 
I guess, I don't know, I haven't read much into those comics, but maybe I will just to see whether or not they, um, based of, you know, if, if the film took place in San Francisco or not, I'm not really sure, but I'm going to have to look into that some more. But anyway, um, Venom was a good movie, you know. It met expectations. So I'm looking forward to upcoming Venom films. But anyway, that concludes this review. Uh, feel free to visit us like us on Facebook. We're all available on iTunes and the Google Play Music app.